Hello, and welcome to the Moncast, where we compare Pokemon and Digimon. I'm Stevie, and today I'm joined by Quinn. Hello. Hi, Quinn. How are you this week? It's been a week. How about you? Eh, same. I am two weeks from graduating college, and that means that, you know, everything needs to be finished immediately. More importantly, we're two weeks away from finishing Zero Two and Johto. That's true. It's true. I'm graduating from a lot of things that week. It's going to be a big week. Yeah. So, the current score is 24-23 to Digimon, and this time we're discussing the 48th episodes, Carrying On and Obikawa's Shame. We recommend watching the episodes before you listen any further, but you do you. And a big thank you to our fantastic patrons for supporting the show. If you want to join them, you'll gain early access to the uncut versions of every episode, and help us reach that milestone where we'll do special episodes every month. So let's start off with carrying on. The Pidgeys have hats. The Pidgeys do have hats, and that is definitely the best thing about it. It is the most adorable thing. I love it so much. Messenger Pidgeys are a silly idea. Also, Pidgey doesn't say their own name. No, the bird Pokemon are weird. Like, they don't say the names for some reason. That's so weird. What? Mm, do not like. I kind of like it. It reminds me a bit of Birdramon from Digimon, who doesn't really speak a lot. They do a lot of screaming. So that's cool. I guess birds is where they draw the line on speech. But yeah, Pidgey has a hat. Pidgey hat. But what's wrong with the idea of messenger Pidgeys? I don't know, it just seems like an awful lot of training for... This place doesn't have a lot of fairies going to certain islands. Like, this is a really niche business. I mean, it's... it's Yeah, it's very niche. And then Grandpa's right, and nothing changes at the end, except that uh, Grandpa is now okay with him wasting his life. I was going to disagree, but you're not wrong. So, yeah, it's a really weird twist at the end. And yet the most obvious thing? Yeah, it was obvious it was going to happen, but still just like, why? Nothing specific changed. Grandpa's like, I've worked real hard all my life and missed out on having a family. I don't want that for my grandson. And then the grandson's like, but I want to do that. So Grandpa's just like, fine. Grandpa's not like, you're ten, you have no idea what it's like to miss your son's wedding. He missed his grandson's birth. Yeah, he did. He probably missed his own his own child's birth, for all we know. Maybe. I bet he doesn't remember it anymore. I wonder if the, the child was conceived in the Pidgey Shed, because they're just that busy. Didn't have time to leave. I'm not sure that Dad was involved in this business at all. Maybe Dad thought that, uh, you know, cats in the cradle and the silver's gone. We don't see Mom or Dad. I'm a little surprised they're not dead. What if Grandson's adopted? Ooh. I would explain why he missed the birth of his son. That's why he didn't see his grandson's birth. There wasn't any. Well, there was one. He just wasn't involved. So yeah, the moral of the episode is stupid. Grandpa's just like, you don't know what's best for you. You'd be wasting your life wanting to do different things. And actually have a good work-life balance. And then also Team Rocket, Rocket stealing a bunch of Pidgey. Like, you could just buy a Pokeball. Team Rocket don't legitimately catch Pokemon ever. Because it's not how they go about things. I know, it's just like, why, why Pidgey? Why would you steal a Pidgey? They are not worth stealing. They don't want the Pidgey, they want the carrier service. I guess? Because then they just get all the money from it. And they don't realise that it's a super niche business that only works in a specific location with 
a lot of work. They explicitly say, we're going to give the boss the Pidgey and just keep whatever stuff they're carrying at the time, which most of the time is going to be, like, a letter. This is not a well-thought-out plan. I am ashamed of Team Rocket. They don't really think out the plans, so it's not any... I mean, it's definitely not the smartest one, but it's not the worst, either. That's that's fair. I'm just saying, like, we, we've had some good Team Rocket lately. This was not great. Also, we're going to hide our balloon in a giant cloud of smoke, as though that is not in any way conspicuous. You could just get a different balloon. It almost works. It only failed because Noctowl and Pidgey have, I don't know, bird senses. Yeah, this episode is poor, but on the other hand, the Pidgey are called Wingy, Flingy, Dingy, and Norman. There's also Speed, and Crusher, and Ken. <laughs> Ken is the best Pidgey. Confirmed. That Pidgey has a Wormmon. It does. Ah, oh, I love that. I need to draw a Pidgey and a Wormmon together now. That'd be great. Actually, I think you need to draw a Pidgey eating a Wormmon. No, that would not be great. Because the early bird gets the Wormmon. <laughs> the early Pidgey gets the Wormmon. Yeah, that's, that's always how that saying has gone. Of course. Sure. Need I remind you that Wormmon is a caterpillar? So yeah, the episode's a load of malarkey, because that's the filler character's name for some reason. Ash also sends out a one Pokemon search party. Also, Grandpa's been running this business for 50 years, and he does not look very old. No, he looks very good for his age, in all honesty. I don't know. So- something, something tricky's going on. I think that guy hasn't been running this business for 50 years, and he kidnapped a kid. Okay. Because I said so. That's that's it. That's the theory. I mean, does he even have a real name? Or is he just Grandpa? I think he might just be Grandpa. The Pidgey Express Man. <laughs> the Pidgey Express Man. Express doesn't really convey a mail service to me. It sounds like train service. I mean, the US had the Pony Express, so I'll, I think that's what they're going for. But ponies aren't birds. That's true. <laughs> Sorry, was... was... <laughs> was that not obvious? Oh, well, especially since the Ponita Express is right there. Yeah, it's it's odd. But I do just love the, the Pidgey Shed and all the Pidgey. The Pidgey Shed is great. The Pidgeys are good. It's not a great episode, but I love the Pidgeys. The Pidgeys are like the saving grace of this whole episode. <sighs> Norman. Norman and his hat. They have hats. <laughs> Norman went on to become the Green Goblin. Okay. Couple other things to mention. Hypnosis from Noctile needs to be nerfed because it is ridiculously broken. It is the solution to pretty much every problem. Just like hypnotize anything you're fighting into thinking there's a giant dragon knight in front of it and you win. And the other thing is that I actually laughed out loud when Team Rocket sent out Arbok to fight in the middle of the sky. That was very good. That was such a good moment. Oh, peak comedy. It'd be so easy to kill Pokemon if they can't fly. You, you just send them out the Pokeball from a great height, and they just fall. Also, the episode opens with them saving the, the Pidgey from a Firo. It's like, do you, do you not think that happens all the time? How do you think Pokemon survive? Or do, do they only care because it's clearly owned by a human? Is that what's going on? Maybe. It does have a hat on. That's true. And the parcel beauty. And the parcel. Yeah, it's carrying something. I don't really get why it's called carrying on, apart from the fact that they're carrying things. Is that literally it? Is that the whole joke? I think that might be it, yeah. Are we making the first filler episode of the Moncast right now? I think we are. There is nothing to this episode. So is this episode filler? Extremely. 
It's not even good filler. It's mediocre filler with a very adorable Pokemon that wears a hat. Yeah. And the hat just makes the episode for me. Pidgeys without hats? Eh, who cares? But Pidgeys with hats? Now I'm interested. What about Pidgeys in hats? You get somebody with like a 10 gallon hat and you got a Pidgey that just like camps out on top of it? And you like, you can, you tip your hat and it reveals that there's a Pidgey inside. Uh huh. Ah, oh, I love that. Okay, we solved it. I want a western film with cowboys and they all have Pidgeys in the hats. Oh, and then and then the Pidgeys also wear a smaller version of the same hat. <gasps> and the Pidgeys have revolvers. So in yes! the shootout, you just, you don't reach for your gun, you reach for your hat. <laughs> perfect, perfect. A Pokemon western would be pretty cool though, actually. I'd actually be down for a Pokemon western. It's worked for Digimon. Yeah, Digimon western were just like, the Digimon are guns now. <laughs> it's, it's just a gun. It has legs, it has arms, but it's still a gun. <laughs> okay. This episode of Pokemon was pretty bad. Not much happened. Let's move on to Digimon and talk about a lot of stuff that happens. So yes, let's talk about Oikawa's shame. First of all, I love the recap where Cody goes, It was horrible and wonderful how Blackboard Greymon sacrificed himself. It was horrible because we watched someone die, but it was wonderful because it was Blackboard Greymon. It's just so mean! Once again, we are stalking these children. Yeah, of course. We're still doing the stalking. Like, five episodes of stalking now. We have a whole, like, two-minute section on Izzy's mom for no reason. Whoa, are you complaining about Izzy's mom being in this, in this show? I mean, she has got it going on, but it's just, like, Izzy's mom calls him from a payphone to tell him she brought snacks to their stakeout, and then Izzy's like, Mom, you have to go, and she's like, okay, I'm gonna leave, and I'm gonna bring back all the parents of these children so that they can be in danger. Izzy's like, yeah, that's great. Perfect. But she's so... She's just... She's a good... I love her, but it doesn't make sense. But she... She's so good. She is. She's she's wonderful. I love her, but I don't know why she's in this episode. She just wants to help. It doesn't even come to anything. <laughs> she leaves, and then that's it. The parents don't get contacted. Just wait till the next episode where the parents come in to save the day. That would be a good ending. That would have been great. She goes, she gets their parents, and the parents are like, no, you cannot go to another dimension with a stranger today. And they're like, aw, but mom... I'm, I'm sad that all of these possessed kids don't have the same level of bad lines. Oh, right. But yeah, so, so then we confront Oikawa, but then... Okay, so really, things go bad because TK's an idiot. So he explicitly says, don't warn him that we shut off the gate to the digital world, because then he'll be distracted, which he wouldn't be if we just told him his plan wasn't going to work. And that's when we strike. But then they don't go to that world anyway, which made Black War Greymon's sacrifice totally pointless. And, uh, yeah. That's how we get into the world of weird, crazy dreams or something. Picasso Land. Yeah. Everything's strange and cubey. I don't know why. It's just random floating meat. It is very odd. Yep. I don't think it receives a name, does it? It's just that odd place. I think it's like the universe of dreams or the world of dreams or something. Or the world of nightmares. <laughs> Giant lips come out of nowhere. Indeed they do. Do we, do we ever get an explanation on how Vandimon ended up here? Like, he died. He was inside of Oikawa the whole time. For the past three years, he's just been chilling. But was he 
But then, but then how, oh, right, 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 his spirit ended up in Oikawa, and he needed the power of this universe to become corporeal again. That makes more sense. I was thinking he'd been in this universe the whole time, and then also manipulated Oikawa. He needed this odd dimension for reasons, so that he could harvest the dark blooms from all the kids, and give himself for them again. Yeah, I feel like he should have been able to just do that back home. Yeah, I don't know what the odd dimension really gives Malamai Otisma. It's just a thing. It gives us the ability to split our Digimon in three. We haven't seen that yet. That's it. That's that's the reason we did the weird dimension. Weird dimension. This whole episode's just a series of twists on it twists. It really is. Twist. Izzy's mom is here. <laughs> Twist. Izzy asks Matt if he's okay with Sora and, and, and I hanging out. He's not even subtle. He's just like, Matt, are you jealous and salty? <laughs> and Matt's just like, no, they've been friends for like ten years or something. What the hell? Ty wouldn't steal my waifu. Off screen, during, during the periods we didn't see. It would explain why Matt is so mopey. Well, well, he's always been mopey. That's true. He did kind of steal his brother. I'm confused. How did Ty steal TK? Uh, like... For most of adventure, TK looks up to Ty instead of Matt, and he's real salty about it. I mean, why have you got to be right so much? I'm just saying, if he'll steal your brother, it's not totally unreasonable to think he'd steal your girlfriend. I mean, once being a role model, once being a romantic relationship. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm joking. So yeah, Malamai Otisman, he's evil. He's been in Oikawa the whole time, and controlling him and manipulating him to do everything. Oikawa's not evil after all. Aren't we so glad that he's been totally redeemed for every bad thing he's ever done in his entire life? I'm sure he's going to go to therapy as well, just to make sure he's in the clear. Uh, but yeah, the, my favorite thing about this is that uh, when they put Malo Myotisman's name placard thing up on the screen, they don't bother even changing his name, so it still says Belial Vamdimon. <laughs> it's just the laziest thing. I didn't even see the placards. I was that disinterested in the episode. That's fair, that's fair. Just whooshed by. So yeah, Malami Otisman hasn't kicked the habit of destroying his own minions yet, so he brutally murders both Arakeniman and Nomiman. And then everybody gets scared. Yeah, everyone's spooked because he destroyed two ultimate levels. Oh no, he's so evil. So then Davis says to that, You gotta believe! Then Paraparapa starts. <sighs> yeah. So yeah, it's XVMon against Malmeotisman with pretty much no one else hoping because they're all chicken. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that is not going to end well. Like, XVMon cannot take him. He should be dead. He will be. That's what I think is going to happen. XVMon's going to be obliterated. Yeah, yeah. Digimon, that show that famously ended on a really sad note. I mean, Matt going to the moon is... Anyway, um, yeah. Not a whole lot more to say about this episode. It's all set up to the next episode. Yeah. It's just a lot of big, well, small. Seemingly big. Seemingly big, but really, they're not very hard-hitting reveals. <laughs> How many twists do we get? Let's see. We've already had the twist that Ken was never evil, it was Oikawa manipulating him. We've now had the twist that Oikawa wasn't evil, it was Malmeotis manipulating him. We've got the twist that uh, if we don't get the seeds out of the children, they will turn into trees and die, or something. Something like that. There's a twist that Malmeotis Monet is alive at all. That's fair. Just why? How did he survive? And um, There's a twist that he still has a weird stomach-eating thing. Yeah, yeah. It's in his groin. 
Yep, sure is. Let's see, what else happened in this episode? Oh, yes, we needed to sing to get to the not-digital world. <laughs> Apparently. We're here, we're queer, the digital world is near. They don't say that, though. They come within one letter. It's still too long to be an episode title. Disagree, but okay. It's like nine words. That's so much. I can put it in the description, though, as a compromise. Just saying, it's really funny that we just have these children singing this random bull- Pikachu! ...song that sounds an awful lot like a five thing. It is odd. I don't get why they're singing at all, because it's supposed to be all dark and evil. And yet, Oikawa's like, sing children, and they're like, yay, now we're happy kids! It's so very weird, I don't understand. I also like that there's a line where Ken literally just says, You'd better not touch those children, because that is a mood. Yeah, yeah, someone needs to shout that at Joe Biden. <laughs> I mean, if Oikawa had to touch those children, then he would be irredeemable. His get-out-of-jail doesn't stretch that far. Yeah, so, moving on from that... You gotta believe... Oh, at least TK is there to be the Christ of Hope guy that just says, Don't give up hope! At least, like, three times. I will I will give them. At the very least, if they were going to bring in a ghost of, of Vandemon or something... At the very least, they did do us the respect of having Wizardmon exist. His existence didn't do anything, because him being tied to uh, the, the TV station doesn't mean anything. But, you know, at least they set up that Digimon can have ghosts. I totally forgot that Wizardmon reappeared in this season and did a, a prophecy thing. I need to go back and see what the prophecy was. Yeah, I don't remember the prophecy, but I do remember that uh, he was like, I can't move on and be reborn yet. I am doing something important. And then he talks to Vandemon and is like, I will never let you come back. Mwahaha. But then that, that doesn't do anything. Oh no, I think this prophecy was for the Ken arc still. Mm. He tells Gatamon that kindness will release the golden radiance and kindness alone will not be able to defeat the darkness. Oh wow, that is, that is earlier than I thought it was. Th- that's all Ken stuff. Why does he even know that? I don't know how he knows that. Okay. Ganai probably visits him beyond the grave and told him. <laughs> I guess, and then doesn't help him. Maybe he licked him. Oh wait, no, there is also this. Your enemy is not only a Digimon Emperor, but a much greater darkness. The darkness, it cannot be defeated with strength alone. You must return the one wrapped in darkness to his true self. Kindness will release the golden radiance. Okay, well, the second part is definitely Ken, but okay, yes, they did say there was another enemy, which was not a surprise, because we weren't even 20 episodes in yet. Yeah. So, is the much greater darkness Myotismon, or is it Oikawa, and then there's Myotismon on top? I think that's gotta be meant to be Myotismon, but, like, only because they were so vague as to be... And they're just saying, like, you gotta bring Ken round, so that they can DNA Digivolve and all that stuff. You need the Green Ranger. Honestly, this wiki page is pretty good. It has some useful quotes. I should look up this episode and see what it has. Yeah, you should send me a, a link to the thing you're on as well. Then we can both look at it. It is the Digimon fandom site. So if we bring up Oikawa's shame and scroll down, let's see if there's any good lines or quotes. <laughs> it's so bad. Um... Am I going crazy or is my voice coming out of that mouth? A bit of both, I think. You see, I'm you. <laughs> that doesn't... It's so bad. It doesn't make any sense. And then for some reason he slips back to Myotismon's voice and Gatamon's like, Oh my god, it's him! And Jimon speaks for like, first time possibly ever. Myotismon, but how can that be? Allow me to reveal myself. (laughs) (laughs) 
Davis and Co. Gasp. <laughs> the rice balls became peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. This is the moment where Gatamon's going dramatic pause, but her mouth is still moving. It's so good. Anyway, yeah. They didn't notice the animation error of Wormmon being brown in one of the shots. Well, you should add it. It's a wiki. I'll have to do that. Let's see here. Oh, that and the, the incredible line. No! I didn't want to come to this world! You won't change my mind, I won't let you! Ah, uh, this episode is bad. It's it's definitely not good. It's not one of Digimon's strong episodes. No. God, picking a winner this week is going to be awful. Yeah, it's going to be picking which one's the least bad. Yeah, this one wasn't filler. Lots of things were revealed. None of them were good. Not much of it really impacted. It was just kind of like lots of cop-outs for Orikawa. Pretty much, yeah. Just blindsided the audience, essentially. The only real hint we had of this was, like, the Myotis My one music played over Orikawa at one point. Once. That's about it. I just, uh, it still bothers me how many different connections Orikawa had with the Digidestined, uh, but they're all just completely pulled out of his ass. He saw them all flying to the sky and was like, take me with you, I don't care if I have to be evil, possess me please. I mean, really, the problem here is that he didn't just go step into that rainbow. And that's really a him problem. He was on the other side of the river. For all we know, we might not be able to swim. I'm just saying, this is not the kid's fault. Should have learned to swim. It's Oikawa's fault for not being a digidestined. A little bit. Or maybe he is. He's in a weird liminal space. If he's a digidestined, he'd surely be given a digivice, and he'd get to go. I guess. He did get a digimon. He will get one. We haven't seen anything to confirm or deny if he's actually destined for anything other than being an absolute screw-up. Yeah. Uh, they try so hard to make him a redeemable character, and it's just like, no, <laughs> he's done lots of evil things, even if his best friend died and he let the demon lord Myotismon possess him out of choice. He let this happen to him. <laughs> he chose to be evil. He really kind of did. I mean, he didn't exactly know what he was signing up for, but still. Myosmon had to ask to possess him, and he was like, yeah, do it. I just want to go to Digital World. Screw the consequences. So trying to just go like, oh, point the finger at Myotismon doesn't work. Oikawa should be ashamed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least he didn't touch the kids. <laughs> oh, looking at the wiki, it does say that, yes, the Digimon that he meets up with next episode is the same one that he made, that he played with in the game. So yeah, I think he was technically a destined. Then he's just impatient. Honestly, if he just asked the kids, they'd have probably taken him. If they could probably do that, yeah. Just open the gate and take him. That's Cody. Cody has a tie to him. Exactly. Or, you know, like, he's met Ken. Plus, like, if you just stopped and had a conversation with them and like, hey, I haven't seen my partner in like 30 years, could y'all? This could have been solved. I haven't seen my partner, and my other partner died. What if Oikawa and Cody's dad were romantic partners? That'd be great. I would be so okay with that. Uh huh. Be a little weird that his dad got married, too. That, that's a little Pikachu! Up, but it is, you know, conservative society, I get it. It's believable. You know, keeping up appearances. I mean, it's fine as long as his wife knew about it and was just like, okay, we're just doing this to keep up appearances for your family. That'd be fine. Okay, so Cody's mom needs her own partner? Yes. That'd be so much better. Hell yeah. <gasps> no, that doesn't work. There aren't really any single parents of the Digidestined. Yeah, there's Cody's mom, which is only because dad died, and then technically, I guess you can say, 
TK and Nat have two single parents? No, I'm stuck. I cannot solve this puzzle, Professor Layton. We, we must move on. <laughs> I'll come back with hint coins. I think I'm done with this episode. There's just not that much. Yeah, there's not much to either of these, so let's just compare the two. So yes, it's that time. That time from Mono A Mono, where we attempt to compare these episodes by arguing over trivial things. So first of all, our Monsters of the Week. Pidgey and a hat. Ah, yeah, you're right. Nothing else was as adorable. A special mention goes to Aokaniman for dying. She did die quite dramatically. It took a good, like, two minutes of her just being like, I don't want to think of how you're going to kill me. Yeah, and then him being like, Haha, there is no reason I can't eat you would call it moral because you thought about me doing it once. She's like, yeah, but I, I do not want you to do this. You are explicitly asking me to imagine a thing I don't want. And he's like, don't care, ate you. It's like five minutes of the episode spent just to reinforce that my own one is evil, but we know that. We don't need to see him torture and destroy his own minions to know that. He's done that already. It's only justifiable if you've not seen the first scenes of adventure. But in that case, why did you start with Zero Two? Also, it is not okay that, that Pumpkinmon and Gatsumon don't show up. Well, they died in the real world, so they're, they're dead for good. Which is an inverse on most things, where it's like, if you die in the video game, you're dead for good. Well, I mean, you know, the real world is the video game for them. But I'm saying, Ma- Ma- Myotismon also died in the real world. Twice. Whoa. You're right, he did die twice. Died as Myotismon, then as Ren Myotismon. And now he's back. Guilt, as he likes to say. He just won't die. He really won't, and honestly, it's a shame that he was not the villain of Try. What if he was? God, that would have been so, so good and terrible. The thing that Paijmon put in Genai was actually some Myotismon DNA. Yes. Sure. I would have been unironically good with that. It'd be like, why is Paijmon using Myotismon DNA, but also, why not? Exactly. It doesn't have to make sense. It makes at least as much sense as the random black thing. It explains what the random black thing is, and explains why evil Jedi is evil now. Which protagonist was worse? Ash, by far. Yeah, I mean, Davis didn't do anything useful, really, but at least he's willing to risk his own life at the end. He's the only one that's not afraid of fighting the bad guy that they've only just met. I mean, in fairness, he did just kill two people. Yeah, but, like, they've had Imperial Jumon and could have destroyed Arukenimon and Moimon easily themselves. They've just not done it because of the good guys. Sure, but, you know, I, I sort of get why they don't want their Digimon to get eaten. Yeah, I get that. I get Kari and TK being scared because, like, they were small children. Yeah, yeah, this should bring up some real drama for them. But then Yoli and Cody don't really know Diddly Squat about my Otis mom. So, why are they so terrified? <sighs> yep. But yeah, Davis is good. He's just like, yeah, we need to fight the thing. Which is just the way you need to be. Can't let your fears control you... You gotta believe. I won't let and you. Jazz. And then there's Ash, who is just like, I'm just gonna ride the balloon this episode. It's true, it's true. Which they, they call a mini blimp, and it is not. It's got like a second blimp behind it to carry the Pidgey. Can the Pidgey not just fly behind the blimp? Or is that too exhausting? I mean, you would think so, seeing as Pidgey are going to have to fly that whole way. If they have the blimp, why not just deliver it with the blimp? Well, I mean, the Pidgey can go multiple places simultaneously, so I, I'm, I'm with them that far. But, like, they just put all the mail in the basket, and they go. You're not wrong. It's like a mail van, but it's a blimp. That's the only difference. And just put a bike on the side, and there you go. You can bike around the island once you're there. And how is this cheaper than having a ferry? <laughs> Let's just 
stop because we're just gonna just <laughs> just move on to human of the week, which is obviously Izzy's mom. I mean, she was just instrumental in the whole episode. She really was. The driving force behind everything that happened. I think what they're setting up for is that she's the reason all of their parents and stuff are gathered at summer camp. But, like, even that doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't even know where Summer Camp's going to come into this. I have no idea how the next two episodes are even going to be two episodes long. Poorly, and with a bad epilogue. It's going to be weird. My human of the week? I don't know. I actually just want to go with Davis. Wow. I know. Everyone else was just that subpar. Malaki wasn't very good. Karampa wasn't very good. Ash and Cobra lame. Team Rocket didn't perform very well. Ken was a wuss. Everyone else of the Digidested sucks. Oikawa isn't a redeemable villain. Arakenemon and Mummy Mon died. My Otis Mon came back from nowhere. Just, Davis was the only one. I'm telling you, it's his mom. She only brought PB and J, and I don't like peanut butter. But they were really rice balls. <laughs> no, they were donuts. Peanut butter and jelly donuts. That actually sounds good. If you like peanut butter, but I don't. And that's why Davis <laughs> is my human of the week. Okay. <laughs> this- these episodes are destroying me. Well, soon, soon, we will move on to Gilmon being a good puppy. As Zero Two is falling to pieces, so am I. Which storyline was better? Uh, I feel like Pokemon's was boring and bland. Yeah. But it was much less offensive than Digimon's. It was just so needlessly complicated. I don't understand anymore what's going on. I honestly can't tell if the wrong card thing was a mistake or not. Did he actually use the wrong card from the set of nine? So in in Adventure, when Tai uses the gate thing, he kept Agumon's card and so played... Uh, Gomamon. Gomamon. And then on the screen, they show Agumon's card being put in place. And I'm like, was that an animation error or either... Blackboard Raymond's death was orchestrated by Malamiotismon to make all of this happen, or his death was completely meaningless. And I, I honestly can't tell which. So it's either useful for no one or useful for the bad guy. So either way, it's bad. I mean, for some reason in the back of my mind, it's saying Agumon is what you use for going from real world to digi-world. You use Gomamon coming back. Like, that would make a certain amount of sense, but it is not established. There's no other way to use those cards, because the card deal only exists on the DigiWorld side unless you're using Oikawa's computer. But also, Oikawa specifies he's used exactly this computer program to send Aukenimon and uh, Namimon to and from the digital world repeatedly. They say that they ricocheted off the digital world into a different dimension. So, I guess Black Kogremon sealed it off, so they bounced off into weird world. I guess. Like, I cannot tell which one of these things is supposed to be true. So yeah, which storyline was worse again? Or better? What was the question? I don't even know. Neither do I. I guess Digimon's because it is progression. I guess. Pokemon's was just like, Team Rocket's plan wasn't even that good. No, it was just what if we sucked Pidgey up in a vacuum cleaner? Which is just kind of mean. Yeah, it is kind of mean. Even for that. What do you use in the vacuum cleaner in the hot air balloon pull the balloon forwards? Technically, yes, on a, like, barely. It's like an, the inverse of using a fan to blow it forwards. Yes, but it would need to be a much stronger vacuum cleaner. I don't know why that question popped up. I'm losing it. Okay, which episode are we begrudgingly giving a point to? Because 
I didn't particularly like either of them. Yeah, I'd almost be willing to take a point away from both of them. <laughs> We're not docking points. I feel like that should be a thing. I'm just saying, how do we know the episode of Yokai Watch wasn't the best one? <sighs> I, I, hmm. In my notes here, I've put Pokemon because it did make me laugh. Alright. And it didn't make me hurt inside when there was some stupid reveal that for the past 40 episodes, my Otis mod has been orchestrating everything all along. Yeah, alright. It's just a stupid reveal at the end. To be like, here's the real big bad. Are you surprised? I'm just like, yes, because it makes no sense. And yet it's exactly the same reveal as last time. Yeah, that big bad that you just fought, not the one I called you here for. Thanks, though. Appreciate it. It's worse, because, like, Apocalymon didn't have to come back from the dead to be the big reveal. That's true. So, there's there's just no way of calling this. It's not smart. It's just like, we don't know what to do with the ending, so we'll just bring back someone with a new design. This is a level above Mega that we're just inventing, by the way. Is it? Is that what Malmeldismon is? Yeah, because uh, Belial Bandimon is now the new top one, which is a super ultimate. Venom Myotismon is what happened at the end of, of his arc in Adventure, and this is a level above that. I don't really know much about Myotismon except that he was in Digimon Rumble Arena 2, and he was one of the worst mega levels in it. Oy, this is not good. It barely even looks like Myotismon. It's true. It's more like a Green Goblin redesign. It has a jetpack. Why is it a Spider-Man villain? It really does just kind of look like the Green Goblin. <sighs> okay, I'm giving Pokemon the point. Alright. That makes the score 24 all going into the last two episodes. We're going to tie this season, I think. They're racing to lose the season at this point, because neither of them are bringing good episodes to the table. Oh, I'm so frustrated. These are so bad. I want a good finale, but this is what... I hope one of them pulls something out the bag. Please. Anything. I, I feel like next episode is okay. I hope so. Please, let it be. Next time we'll be discussing the 49th episodes, Hassle in the Castle, and The Last Temptation of the Digidestined. Uh, that's the title. Oh my god. If you want to talk about today's episodes, you can reach us on Twitter via email. And in the Moncast Discord, we do have a channel set up for people to talk about it if they're watching along. You can support the show via Patreon to gain access to the Moncast Uncuts. <laughs> Big thank you to Quinn for enjoying these episodes with me this week. Where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on the Twitters, at RealYubico. Excellent. All the links will be in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, don't let anyone possess you with darkness. Or do. We're not your mom. Bye-bye. Bye. My cup of tea has gone so cold. One, three, five, seven, nine. Bush did nine eleven. Did he now? Eh, probably not, but something something jet fuel, steel beams, four. Twelve. <laughs> Sixteen. <laughs> I, I think we've got I it. think we're good. I think we're good. If I can't sync that up, then I'm asleep. <laughs> that was anyway. the weirdest sync I think we've done yet. Yep, yep. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you gotta you gotta raise the bar. Have you ever seen the Carry On films? No. I think you'd enjoy them. They're a good laugh. I've read Carrie. That's I. Probably not the same. That's true, that's true. Carrie.
Have you seen Star Wars starring Carrie Fisher? I have. It's okay. What do you think of Star Wars? Mm. Fair. It's not for everyone. It's like the brass. <laughs> <Just> for... <laughs> like the brass, <laughs> indeed. It's not for everyone. 